rock and roll. It's Thursday. Already? Yeah. Do we say this every Thursday? It's like, how is it already Friday Eve? Well, I think once you hit that downside of Wednesday, you get that mo. The momentum is just launching you. It is. And the next thing you know, it's Friday. And and then my Friday is going to be badass. Tomorrow we're having our big pre-opening party for all of our investors and, and staff. Oh, sweet. So it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah, we put the deposit down on the stripper and Shit. the DJ. Do you even put a deposit down on a stripper? I've, ne- I've never hired a stripper. No, you'd pay her when she came in, I would think. You said her. Or him. <laughs> it is a female. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Do you think I could get away with that? Oh, no way. No. No way would we have a stripper. I did not think for one moment. No, no. I mean, do you even, can you do that in COVID times? <laughs> All questions that shouldn't even bother being answered. That is. You can't do that, right? That is a funny thing. There's another non-essential job. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sad. Any strippers out there, let us know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call us. You've got my number. <laughs> well, you are sequestered, shelter in place. It might be entertaining yeah. for some. Yeah. A stripper in a mask. Might be sexy. Could be. Yeah. They could play a theme like... Uh, Doctor and nurse. Yeah, like a belly dancer wears a mask, right? Yeah, you're right. You just get a decorative mask. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a decorative mask. <laughs> All right, What here a way we to go. start a Thursday. It is Thursday, <laughs> April 15th. Today's gift of the day. No one argues that the first bite of anything is the best. Oh, amen. I have cracked the code on how to make the most of this concept. Yes. Here's a hint. It isn't isolated to food. Mm. Perplexed by why you're not feeling as fulfilled as I am? We fix that. Yes. I'm telling you. Let me let me just lay the law down. Okay. Fact. The first bite, first sip, First kiss, first whatever is the best. Prove me wrong. It just is. Yes. I had this epiphany that is so easily generalizable about across all different subject matters. Okay. I was at a place called Provisions. What's up, Provisions? You guys, oh, it's in Slow, San Luis Obispo. You walk in and your first overwhelming Census overwhelmus is your olfactory. Census don overwhelmius. I like it. That almost sounded Latin. Was it Latin? You're staring Maybe. at me like. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. That's great. I totally bought it. Sounds right. Sounds good. Sounds intellectual. I'll go with it. Yes, you have my endorsement. So I walk in, and it was the unmistakable scent of pancetta. That was roasting, Ooh. and they actually so call like it like pork. Yes, they also smell. they they call it porchetta, and it was pork belly. I couldn't have anything other than that. They had uh, rotisserie chickens, they had other things, and and salad, of course. But I'm like, no, I've got to go with the the porchetta. And so I I get it, and it's monstrous, and it's rich, mm. right? They give me two two huge slabs of pork belly, and some amazing sauce. Uh, I don't even remember what the side was, uh, I have to say. And toast, because you can't you can't just eat that thing straight, Mm-mm. right? You have to you have to at least help the fat out a little bit. Yes. So I'm eating it and I realize as I'm eating, and this is this is where people are having conversations and David's really quiet. Where's David? Don't don't bother him. He's somewhere else. I'm looking at everybody's plates going, No. No. 
America serves way too large portion sizes. If you go to a restaurant and eat the whole meal, you've overeaten. I agree. I mean, I don't want to sound like a, a, a one of those finger wagging dietitian douchebags. Is there such a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be judgy, but it's true. If you go to a restaurant in America, your average restaurant, and you walk out without a doggy bag, you either A, wasted food that went into the garbage, mm-hmm. or B, you ate way too much. And if for fuck's sake, if you're going to like Applebee's and shit. You better be taking home a doggy you, bag. Yeah, if you even eat a third of that, <laughs> you've eaten too much. And I don't understand the let's, let's feed them three meals in one meal size of, of food. Uh, who, who literally, I, I, honestly, maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong people. Maybe I'm not hanging out with The Rock, who seems to be able to eat you know, 50 meals in one day when he has his cheat day. I see. I, I looked at his, his mm. list of things he eats in one day. I'm like, how? How? Your stomach is only so big, right? I don't know anybody that can go to Applebee's and eat the whole meal. I don't care if you just went on a starvation diet. You, your, your body can't. It can't do it. And, and the other thing is this, the science behind it. The first couple of bites, your body's now just getting warmed up to the fact that you're, you're getting food. Mm-hmm. By the 30th bite, it's, your body's not caught up yet. Yeah. So if the last bite's your 60th bite, the 30th bite, you would have been satiated. Mm-hmm. By the 60th bite. And how many people lean back, undo their pants, hold their belly and go, oh, I ate too much. And then right? dig in still. Yeah. <laughs> go there's in for another too. bite because it's just so good. Well, and, the, and according to dietitians, there's like nine different types of hunger and nine different types of reasons why you eat. Ooh. Right. And, and, and I'm not going to dig down into that. But I did obviously do some research because I, I thought, well, if I'm going to make the claim that I think I'm going to make, I need to vet it a little bit and have some validity to it. So here was my thing. I was with a dude who ate it all nice and i was like how the hell did you do it in such a short time like there was anxiety there had to be anxiety okay right and keep in mind this was uh late lunch i hadn't eaten breakfast and i ran 5k right i told you that i Mm -hmm. (laughs) i got up long over well i don't want to rub my bike today what am i gonna do i'm gonna run 5k Mm -hmm. okay and then i got on the treadmill and just ran 5k sweated out my my alcohol had a kombucha and then i'm good until two o'clock we go out to lunch we get this thing even I couldn't eat it not having had breakfast and being hungover. I put it away because the first bite was so orgasmic. I said, you know what? I want to have another first bite and I'm going to have that tomorrow when I reheat this thing back up in the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. And that way, this meal, I get two orgasms out of this meal instead of one. And let me challenge you on this. I don't think you're going to challenge me. That 30th bite, the 31st bite, which now the next day was the first bite, those aren't even comparable. No, not even close. The 31st bite is like, I'm just eating this to get rid of it, and I don't appreciate it. There's no gratitude in this bite at all. It's just I'm looking to clear my plate because there's a moral obligation for me to clear my plate. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been programmed to do. So I think I've cracked the code on how to get the most out of that experience. And my mother did it. God, she didn't, she never talked about it. She never mentioned, she was a slow eater and it used to drive everybody in the family crazy. But you know what? She was the healthier of us in terms of that pacing. She never finished her plate. 
and she would take it home. Isn't that something? Yeah. The slower you eat, the more time you your body has to adapt the food in its system. And then when you hit that full mark, you're good to go. You know right away. Right. Instead of... Yeah, and, and it's so hard to train your body like that because like even being in the food industry, you have tables out there, you have time to eat, so you shovel it yeah. in and then you go. And then it's just sort of like a learned, I am a fast eater. Yeah. I too am a fast eater and so, I overindulge. See, that's it. Like, And I watch these people, especially on Thanksgiving or worse, you go to like a low-income demographic into a buffet mm-hmm. like and i hate i'm sorry reno but i have to pick on you you go into these casinos where you know dinner is 7.99 and you watch these people mm-hmm. and do, have you seen the size of the plates in these buffets mm-hmm. they're like platters in my house mm-hmm. right i actually eat on the smaller plates i don't eat yeah. on the large plates they fill their plates mm-hmm. they eat them and because it's 7.99 they go, they back. go back unhealthy unreal it goes deeper than that. It's the Go how, deep. how that food is made oh, and processed. That's what would get me. Where it comes sticky. from, how old it might be, the, the holding temperature of it. All the chemicals. The cross-contamination and, that's mm-hmm. going on between... I, I, I'm not a buffet guy at mm-hmm. all. At all. It's I know too scary. much. Mm-hmm. I used to teach the ServeSafe certificate for restaurants as a class. And the the videos I would show and the, the, and the stories I would tell, I, yeah, no... Buffets are not the thing to do. If you need a sneeze guard and that's involved in your serving methods, yeah, pass. pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's true. Where, where does the most food poisoning come from? Is it buffets? It's buffets, and it's more specifically, it's salad bars. Mm. Yeah, because it's uncooked. And you have cross-contamination mm-hmm. like gangbusters. Yeah. So when you went out to lunch with this guy, he finished a huge plate fast. Way and before you thought me. it was an- anxiety? Yeah. He has anxiety. Um, and he, he, he explained that food is his, his new uh, addiction in terms of he, he had some addictions prior. Okay. And so he, he's not doing any of that anymore. But food is now his comfort. And I watched him eat more than I could possibly eat in a day huh. in just a short period of time that we were together. Yet, he wasn't obese. He was big. But he wasn't obese. He's burning off those calories by his anxiety. And it was it was almost um, sad to watch. Because I'm like, I, did you even enjoy one bite of that? Like, I, you see my method and how I eat. I, I follow my own gratitude diet. Mm-hmm. I, I look, I observe. Oftentimes I take a picture. I feel the knife cutting through whatever it is I'm going to eat. I put it on my fork. I close my eyes and I smell. And then I put it in my mouth and I chew with my eyes closed to isolate just my, my sense of taste. Mm -hmm. And I truly experienced my food. This guy was like a vacuum. It was like a competition. He was, he was done in like no time flat. And I, 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 even I was astonished. I looked over and I'm like, did you give half of it to your girlfriend? How, how did you eat that fast? Even at my fastest eating pace, I couldn't, there's no way I could have caught him. And I literally wound up eating only half of my meal. And took wow. the rest home. Mm-hmm. And the next day, when I was hungover and I needed it. that fatty sustenance, and got it. And then, boy, I put it in the toaster oven, and it lit up the house, like it was just orgasmic all over again. So I got two orgasms from one meal, because number one, I didn't fall prey to serving sizes in America, 
And number two, I budgeted it. I, I withheld it and I allowed myself to be full in the moment, not overly stuffed, and I didn't waste it. Mm-hmm. So it was a winning. That's, I think, is the code. That's, that's cracking the code. And, and let, me, let me make one last comment before we go into the homework. If you don't want to get fucking bitch slapped by me, <laughs> never utter the words, I don't eat leftovers. Ooh. Those are fighting words. Two of the three of my children. They don't eat leftovers. I'll eat their leftovers so it doesn't. In fact, they would sooner. It's not wasted. Yeah, and I, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. What? When what? I'm not there, uh-huh. they leave it at the restaurant and then it gets yeah. thrown in the trash. I never understood that. No. But when I'm with them, I have them take it home and I will eat it the next day. Mm-hmm. It's a it waste not, want not. And I don't know how it hasn't trickled down to them because I've been leading by example their entire lives. And I see this with people. No, no, I don't. I don't eat leftovers. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? You're wasting food, talent, money, all these things right in front of you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go home, not have the leftovers, and then spend more money on making another meal when that thing is perfectly prepared by a chef. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're going to throw it away? What the? F- America. That, that angers America. Me. Yeah. Then just split a plate with your significant We're, other. Come on, man. Isn't that just like an easy fucking solution, right? It's an easy... I have... A friend who does the same thing. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. Well, almost all of my friends and I will sit down and we'll all announce what we are interested in on the menu. And then if two of us have the same interest, I'll say, okay, what was your second favorite? Yep. Let's split, split it. That. I and then it. if there's three or four people, then we're we're kind of having this communal meal. And if someone, you know, says, Oh, I can't eat anymore, I'll say, I'll take it. I have no problem. Oh, huh? Yeah, smart. So do you think I've cracked the code on this? Yes. At least stage one. Stage one. So I, I, that's part of So this of the, is the homework. That's the homework yeah. is try it out. Yes. The, the small bites. Oh, step the, one. The staggered eating. Yeah. Step the, one, don't eat your whole plate. Mm-hmm. If you're going out to dinner and you eat your whole plate, you failed. And you can, if you make up your mind before you order. Yes. You have to do that. That's the yes, key. Yes, that's the key. That's part of cracking that code. Yeah. The, the, the determination of you know you're going to eat half. Right. And do you know instantly how much slower you eat and how much more you enjoy knowing you're only going to get right. half? Right. It's a mind changer. Oh, my God. Let me, let me go to the next level. This should be a thing in restaurants. Can you bring me a half order now and, and box up the other half before you even see the whole thing? I think that's like a Weight Watchers thing too. I think they actually incorporate that, right? that into I've got maybe not Weight Watchers. No but new, no new ideas, I, right, yeah, Michelle? Yeah, <laughs> this is the bane of my existence. But no, but, order, but, order it, and, and tell them to only give you half. And see, the reason I don't like that is because that doesn't happen in the real world. So mm. I feel like you want to prep even going to someone's house. Not that oh, you don't true. serve yourself, but you're not yeah. going to say, "Hey, uh, only give me half and box <laughs> up." You know, like I, I want you to truly have the indulgence in front of you, appreciate yeah. oh, okay. your entire plate, and be able to say. This is part of my mic drop moment is I'm going to have the first bite again tomorrow. Yeah, or even the next day. 
Like how many first bites can you get out of this amazing So I feel like that was all, that was such a great mic drop moment for me. Mm. It's like, you don't have to finish it right now. And as good as it tastes right now, it's going to taste good the next day again. So savor that. Let me suggest this to you. Being distracted by the conversation and the company and being out of my environment, I'm going to say this out loud. And I think partially because I was hungover and it tasted better the second day in my own environment under my own circumstances, I got to focus on it a little bit more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So sometimes the second of the first bites is better. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. But I get you. I get you. Uh, if you ask the restaurateur to put it, to split it in half, that's baby steps. That's really beginner level. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel it's not challenging. I I feel like that's almost cheating. It's like like a gastric band. Yes. Right. (laughs) It is. It is. It is. It is. And you're not showing that you have restraint. And that's part of the practice. That's part of the practice. I feel like that's part of the gratitude is like, look at all of this I have in front of me. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, and then this will be a follow-up podcast because as I promised, this can be extended outward beyond the world of food. Mm-hmm. Appreciating everything. Appreciating your surroundings, the people you're with, etc. That is a forecast. A spoiler alert of sorts for a future podcast on this gratitude journey that we're taking. So Michelle, tidy, nice and tidy. Short, we short podcast. I'm good with it. Off. Get us out of here. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.